Success stories and interviews with game changers and thought leaders who have overcome both in life and in business. Welcome to Vertical Momentum. Hey guys, if you're enjoying our show, if you love what we're doing, if you would like to support us, we have a whole bunch of great stuff coming out. We have a brand new t-shirt line that's coming out, hats, coffee mugs, any kind of swag that lets your friends know that you support Vertical Momentum and you're always looking to get better. Also, we have our new coffee brand coming out. It's called Vertical Momentum Coffee. It's ass-kicking coffee, and, and it, will, it will get you moving in the morning. So, guys, if you're interested, go to www.richardkaufman.net. Check us out, leave us a note, tell us what you'd like, and we'll actually send it to you. The new website is being built, so if you guys want to, our book is out there on Amazon. It's called A Hero's Journey from Darkness to Light. Definitely check it out. It talks about my story, but it also talks about how to survive depression, how to survive addiction. All right, guys, I love you. Thank you so much for always supporting our mission, which is to save lives. Vertical Momentum, I am your host, Richard Kaufman, also known as the Comeback Coach. Guys, this is going to be a fun episode, a great episode. We're going to be talking business, we're going to be talking life, but first I want to thank our sponsors. You know that uh, when I was in the military, I got hooked on energy drinks, but now that I'm an old man, I'm only allowed to have one energy drink a day. And the energy drink that I choose is a product called Physics Zero by Jason Lane Curtis. And he's a fellow veteran. So if you guys love energy drinks without the crash, definitely check them out. Jason Lane Curtis of Bonvera. Guys, this is going to be a great episode. Talking to our, our friend Kennedy. So he's an amazing man. Done things in, in uniform and doing, I think, even better things out of uniform. My brother, what's going on today? Hey, how are you? Oh, man, life is good. How was your weekend? Oh, pretty good. Nice and relaxing. Had a little time with the family, so I enjoyed it a lot. And now you know what it is? What does our friend Stephen always talk about? Quality of life? Yeah. <laughs> right? You got to enjoy life, man. You're, we're only getting one shot at this, you know? Yes, and I do my best to enjoy it to the fullest. And, you know, one thing I love about you is that you're a man of God. And I think uh, that's something that me and you connect on uh, pretty deep. So uh, talk to us. Tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, where you're from and uh, what kind of little kid were you? Oh, OK. Uh, a little bit about me. I am from Texas, uh, Houston, Texas. Well, a little smaller town uh, on the outskirts. Um, I grew up, I played a lot of sports. Maybe I was always in sports actually since the age of seven, so I was always used to like team building and everything. Um, as I got older, I decided that I was looking for more of a challenge in life, so I was like, ah, why not join the army? <laughs> now, were you now you were an athlete in school, now also were you a good student? Oh, yeah, I was a good student. So, when you all right, because um, tell me, I love when I talk to people. And they tell you about their recruiting story. So tell me about your recruiting story. 
You know, I was uh, on the college. I was going to Kilgore at the time. And I was just like, man, you know, college, it, it just wasn't doing it for me. So I saw a recruiter and I started asking some questions and they were like, what did I don't even remember. Um, he was like, he tried to get me to join the National Guard at first because initially I was joining the National Guard. Uh, and then on our way to MEPS, I was talking to the recruiter and I ended up joining active duty because he was started to talk about active duty and everything they do. I was like, well, I want to do that. And he was like, then that's active duty. So that's how I got on active duty military is because so, of the conversation in the car. Now, how obviously if you did good in school, did you crush it on the ASVAB? Yeah, I did pretty good on the ASVAB. Uh, initially, I went in to be a, a combat medic. Uh, and then at the time I was 18. So when they were like combat medic and then I'd have to go on the battlefield, I was like, oh no, I don't want to do that. I was like, oh no, I don't want to do that. I want to be like support. And then that's how I got into human resources, which I love human resources. Now, uh, talk to us. Cause you know, like I grew up, I'm, I'm total opposite. You know, I grew up in New Jersey, so I grew up in the streets of Jersey. So when I got to basic training and I got to meet all these people from all over the world, you know, especially people from down south, it was a huge culture shock. What was it like for you when you got to basic? You know, for me, it wasn't anything because I was used to playing in a lot of sports, used to seeing a lot of different people. So it was just like, okay, we're all in here trying to figure it out. Um, why they're yelling at us, what we need to do, and things like that. So it wasn't a culture shock for me at all because I had been used to be, um, playing with a diverse group of people. Now, did you take to the military very easily? I did. I loved it. The only thing I didn't like was running. <laughs> so, but other than that, I, I was good at running too. So I liked it a lot. I enjoyed myself. Now, how many years did you uh, were in the military? I served six years. Any deployments? Uh, two deployments. Uh, I went to I went to Afghanistan. Remember when they were extending uh, yep. the time? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I got caught that wave, and I got extended to fifteen months. And then I came back for about I think eight months, and then I deployed again for another seven. Now, did you go outside the wire? Uh, yes, a few times. Uh, not too much on my first deployment, but on my second deployment, yes, I did. I, I went out a few times because I was also HR, and um, I worked with civil affairs at the time. So I had to do, like, whole different promotion boards and everything for the people on different FOBs. Uh, and then some of them actually let me go outside the wire with them to experience that. And that was, that was interesting. So, you know, you did six years because most people don't realize that, you know, once you hit the 10 year mark, it's like, you know, I'm, I'm in for 10. I might as well do 20. So what was um, your decision to get out? What what was that decision like? I was never home. Um, like from my very first duty station, I was in Korea. And then when I. That's fucked. That, yeah. <laughs> when uh -huh. I went. Go ahead. That sucked, Korea. I actually, I actually, if I knew better then, if it wasn't my first duty station, I would have actually stayed in Korea longer. Really? Uh, it, it was just that I was 18 and I had never 
been out of the country before. So that that was like a shock for me. So I was just like, oh, I need to get back home. But had I been in a little longer somewhere else first, I would have stayed in Korea for years. Wow. That, and usually people, I, I talk to people and they can't wait to get the hell out of Korea. I loved it. Um, I enjoyed it. I played on a basketball team when I was in Korea. Uh, I had a good time. Now, you know, like when I got out of the military, well, because I was forced out um, due to getting hurt on duty, um, you know, I kind of got into a deep, dark depression. So, I, I, you know, I've talked to a lot of people, a lot of veterans on here, and a lot of times, you know, we're all hua hua and hardcore, but, you know, we get used to getting paid on the 1st and the 15th. You know, we get used to getting TRICARE and 30 days paid vacation. Mm-hmm. And Nick Valentine says, when you hit the streets, the military does not give a shit about you. So what was your transitioning like out of the military? Now, the transition out of the military, that was more of a shock for me. Because you're right. Like, when you're in the military, it's kind of like you have everything. But I don't feel like I was properly equipped to get out. Because it was just like, man okay, I have to take care of X, Y, and Z. And then I was like, well, how do I take care of X, Y, and Z? I was like, because it's always been done for me. So uh, I scrambled. I didn't know what I wanted to do at first. And I actually became a massage therapist first, Um, just trying to figure things out on what I wanted to do and things like that. So what made you... Um, because one of my, one of my exes was a massage therapist and I know what the schooling is like, and I know, you know, um, what the toll it takes on a body. So what was that like doing, you know, going to school for that? And then, cause a lot of people don't realize that when you're a massage therapist, you know, when you're w- working with people, you, if the person's positive, you can get a lot of positive energy yeah, or negative energy you draw all that negative energy into you. Mm-hmm. What was it, tell about your experience as a massage therapist? Well, going to school and everything was really nice. The energy flow was good. I learned, I learned different energy work at the, at the time. Uh, but you do like when you're given a massage, you do take in all that energy and it, uh, a massage for an hour for me could be draining. Uh, especially when I had to do massages back to back. It it would literally, at the end of the day, I would be drained, needing to recharge, um, reground myself, and things of that nature. Um, but you learn to move your body. I don't know. Yeah, you learn to move your body with the client, so you don't. Your body's not hurting as much, so you kind of get used to that. But just taking on somebody else's energy is a, it, it was a lot. So now what, cause you know, we're like a lot of people, you know, that listen to this podcast are, are either veterans or uh, vetrepreneurs as we call them in our group um, business owners. So we're going to be talking about business a little bit. So what made you pivot to doing something else? I I found that I really love designing. Um, I never stopped designing once I learned how in 2009. Um, It was just something I always always came back to. So I found more comfort in helping people that way, bringing visions to life. 
So now did you work for somebody else or did you just start your own business? I just started my own business. I freelanced everything. Uh, getting out, I found it harder to maintain a regular job. It was just, um, I don't know if I didn't have the patience for it or like dealing with other, which is weird that I'm saying dealing with other people when I worked with other people like a ton, but as a civilian, it was just so different. Their urgency about things was just crazy to me because I was like, I was like, nobody's life is in danger for this. So like the things that they would panic about, I, I just couldn't, I'm just like, what's the problem? Like, chill out. <laughs> It, it was just different for me. So it was best that I start my own business to just be with myself. Now, were you uh, single at this time? Were you married? Let me see. Massage therapist. I was married at this time. I was on my first marriage. Um, I mean, when you opened up your, your, your business. Mm -hmm. I was on my first marriage when I opened up my business. Okay. Because now, you know, I've talked, like I said, I've talked to a lot of people. And I've talked to a lot of successful people. But I've also a lot of, talked to a lot of people that have failed um, when they first started their first business. And a lot of the times is because they don't have that conversation at the kitchen table, that hard conversation about starting a business. And, you know, six months later, you know, they have to have an even harder conversation because now they're like 10 grand in debt and they never had that, you know, conversation at the kitchen table with their significant other. So talk to us about that, you know, what that was like, you know, having that first conversation about starting your own business. The first conversation was actually really good. Uh, my wife at the time was super supportive, like through I, I guess throughout my whole life, I've been very fortunate to have people who would who were always willing to support me in my dream and my vision. So it was really good. Um, even when I decided to go in a different direction. Uh, that conversation went really well as well. Um, we were just like, all right, let's do it. So that was the, <laughs> let's figure it out. Let's figure out how to be successful. Uh, and I always took avenues where I got, ugh, I always had avenues where I wasn't investing like a ton of money into things. So I was like, okay, if I can break even here, this will be fine. And uh, I would just keep going. So when I decided to change paces to graphic design, um, she was supportive then too. Like I didn't, I didn't really have any struggles in that area. Okay. So now, when you first started your business, because like I said, we're we're going to talk about business now. Because um, it's different when you know you're working and you know, you go to a job and you know, you're going to get paid on a Friday, but you know, when you hang out your own shingle, as they say, and you know that if you don't work, you don't eat, you know, it gives a little bit of, um, a little bit of kick in the ass. So how was that, um, mindset shift from employee mindset mindset to, um, a business owner mindset? Now, that was a transition because I was like, man, I do have to take care of everything myself. Um, and I think at that point, I decided I started to work too much because I got in the mindset that if I don't work, I don't eat. So I was constantly 
working. Uh, I was working all the time. I was working too much, to be honest. Um, because I was in that like survival mode for, for quite some time. Uh, so it was just like, I didn't stop working. Like I, I stayed up late working. I woke up working. Um, and that poses some challenges in my relationship at that point. Um, but I was surviving. I didn't, I didn't know anything else to do, but to work. And so that's what I was doing. And I was doing it too much. And, you know, and they say, you know, like entrepreneur is the only per person that will work 80 hours for themselves. So they don't have to work 40 hours. for mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes we get bogged down and looking at, um, you know, we're looking at trying to pay the bills and we're looking at all that stuff. And we kind of forget the people that are, that are around us. And, you know, we kind of forget our why, you know, it's just, we're just trying to figure out, all right, how are we going to pay the next bill or how we're going to, um, make, you know, make enough money to, and sometimes we get that shiny objects in syndrome where we're like, well, you know, I, Oh, I see the nice car you know, I see the nice house. But then you realize, wait a minute, you know, if I keep on going like this, I'm going to end up alone in, <laughs> in that nice car, you know, so, what made, you know, how did you come to the realization that, you know, there's, you have business, but you also, you're building a life, you know what I mean? You so, know, to be honest, I think I recognized it too late. <laughs> I'm, I'm not in that relationship anymore. Um, and I, and, it's not to say I was working, but at the time, like, we didn't have much. Like, I, I was in this expensive-ass apartment in California uh, sleeping on the floor because I'm still trying to start my own business. And so it was, that was a shell shocker for me. So, like, I really was working to make sure that we weren't in that situation anymore. So it was that that was a tough period, but I found balance after that marriage, if that makes sense. I found out what was most important, um, and then the, I found a work balance. I started giving myself cutoff times on when I should stop working, or I would make sure to schedule impromptu trips. Uh, I would do something to make sure I was focusing on my family and not just working and letting life pass me by because it was just passing me by and I was just working and I was, I wasn't reaping any of the benefits of me working. Uh, I told, I totally get it. So now I got a couple business questions that, you know, I love getting as, I love learning as much as I can. You know, like I mean, I only have a ninth grade education. But, you know, being having my own show, it's like I get to get an MBA in business <laughs> for free. So I soak up as much knowledge as I can. So a couple of questions. Um, if you had to start all over again with little to no money, how would you do it in today's social media age? And If I had to start all over, no, YouTube. Oh my gosh, YouTube, you can teach yourself almost anything now. Uh, in this day and age, if I still wanted to go after graphic design, because I, I YouTube things to this day, like when I'm trying to learn new tricks and stuff, 
uh, for like Photoshop or Illustrator, I go on to YouTube and give myself a quick little tutorial. So I would say if I had to start all over and I didn't know anything, I would check out YouTube for some of the free resources and then build upon that, like get a couple clients and then upgrade the kind of system I'm using and things like that. But definitely YouTube and like uh, there's this other one called, um, I think it's I Love My Computer or something like that. Just different avenues where people will teach you uh the the courses without having that large investment okay you know and you know a lot of people like i'm you know obviously i'm in podcasting but you know they say that the average podcast lasts eight episodes because a lot of people don't realize to be a have a successful show you have to stay you know be consistent and you know have a, a strong track record mm-hmm. and a lot of that has to do with how your graphics look. Yeah. If you, if you just look like, you know, you just um, put everything up there, you know, and you didn't do any, put any thought, any work into it, people are not going to really check it out. And there's a big difference. Like I'm walk, working, I have, I partner up with my friend William um, and he does all my graphics, but you know, I didn't realize how just different colors. Mm-hmm can you know there's and if you know i tell everybody you know you don't know what you don't know yeah you know so like me i'm I'm a great talker i'm a great you know relationship builder graphics i suck <laughs> so but i'm and i'm okay with that you know yeah but talk to us because you know a lot this is just off off the cuff anyway uh, you know about color schemes because you know there, there's certain color schemes that i never realized that cause people to have emotional reactions to certain colors so talk to us about you know graphic wise certain colors that you know can create either somebody wants to buy or somebody's turned off you know by just by the color oh uh, yeah colors are important i like sometimes a client will come to me and they're like i want like all these neon colors and i just wanted to stick out Sticking out is okay, but like you don't realize if you have a bunch of neon colors, it could be like you're screaming at your customer and no one wants to be yelled at. Uh, where opposed to if you go to like maybe some shuttle, subtle shades of blues, um, blues, greens, some warm color tones, then you make them feel like, oh, I can trust this company. Uh, so I always tell clients to pay attention to your consumer because those colors, although the colors may be cool to you, they may not be speaking, talking to the client the way you need them to like red, like McDonald's, for instance, is red and yellow. Red is basically to get your attention and yellow is supposed to make you feel like you want to eat. So <laughs> those things are good to know when you're, running your business on how that color affects the consumer. And, you know, and for me, like I said, I, I never even thought about it until, you know, my, William pulled up a color, a color chart for psychology. And I was like, mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, I'm looking at all, all these companies and I'm like, and I started thinking, you know, like Apple and, you know, mm -hmm. and, and I'm like, wow, I never thought it. Now, every time I watch a commercial or I watch TV, I'm like, 
hmm, what are those colors trying to tell me? Yeah. I think that's pretty amazing what, you know, what you do. So what is the most important lesson you learned while in business? <laughs> Make time for yourself because business will, uh, business will always be there, but in the midst of doing having a business, you have to make time for yourself, even to pour back into your business. Because if you don't give yourself time to recharge, you're no good to that business either. So one of my most valuable lessons is to take a break, step away sometimes and recharge and re-energize so you can pour back into your business and the people around you. Okay. So now, you know, let's go there. Um, I always say that, you know, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, everybody has certain hacks. So what I do is, you know, like when I start work, like right now, you know, I'll work until my phone battery, you know, goes down to zero mm-hmm. and I'll plug it in and then I'll go do something that I enjoy while my bat, my batteries are, you know, being charged on my phone. So is my batteries in my life being charged at the same time. Very cool. Very good, cool concept. So what is, what, how do you, fill your cup up when you know because everybody you know a lot of times even though we're in the military you know we we get down you know we get depressed you know business is not doing great um so how do you recharge yourself i will stop everything i'm doing and i will take a drive it's something about driving that clears my mind um and i'll just have no uh no destination, really. I just get out. I drive. I, I do all of my thinking, uh, figure out my next projects and things like that. I just give myself a break away from my computer because I'll stay on this thing all day. But once I feel myself getting a little antsy, I make sure I just get up. I pull myself away and I, I'll, I'll take a long drive. Now, do you listen to podcasts? Do you listen to music? I don't listen to anything. I I ride in silence. I listen to my own thoughts, just kind of clearing everything out and getting rid of the clutter. I love it. I love it, love it, love it, love it. So what top three pieces of advice would you give to someone just starting out in business today? Because obviously, you know, you've been in business a little while the landscape changes, especially with social media, it could change overnight. So, you know, what are the top three things that if somebody was going to start a business right now, what kind of advice would you give them? Don't give up on yourself because at times things can be really challenging. And sometimes you may even doubt your own capabilities, but keep pushing, keep going because you'll get there. Also, be willing to change with the times as right now we're big on social media. So be able to adapt and know that it's okay uh, if things change. And number three is I would say, make sure to take care of yourself. I know there's going to be work there. There's going to, you need family time. You'll need to do all these things, but you need to carve out some time, especially just for yourself to just uh, reboot. You know, and, and, I, and I love that. Now, you know, we've been in the same group for a while now, you know, the Vetrepreneur Tribe. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I find, you know, when you start paying attention, because I'm the kind of guy, I'll just lurk and I'm just going to watch everybody and see what everybody does. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, I've been been there almost since day one, and I've been at Rob's group almost since day one. Um, and I see certain patterns, like when usually a person gets out of the military, you know, the first thing they want to do is start a t-shirt hat company, hat company, yeah. coffee, yeah. liquor, and then six months later, you know, they're ten thousand dollars in debt and don't know what the hell just happened. Now, one thing the military does teach us, they, you know, we know how to do an, an SOP. We know how to do standard standard operating procedures. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, a lot of times when we start our businesses, uh, we don't have an SOP. We don't ha- we just wing it. And, you know, like Stephen Kuhn says, you know, if, if you don't have a business plan, you don't have a business mm-hmm. hobby. So talk to us about building an SOP in your business before you start and before you start investing tens of thousands of dollars in your business. Oh, I'm sorry. I had to move before my dog starts barking. I, I, I got, I got one too. So <laughs> I, I feel like it's really good to be organized in business. Um, because you need to have plans in place for if the unexpected happens or before you invest in something, you need to know, is it going to be worth that investment? Um, to, to me, like, I don't really have my, my personal self. I don't really have a set SOP with graphic design because I don't find the most I'm investing in is, is my computer system and my rig. Which I always have a budget to plan and save for it. So in that aspect, I'm not too sure. So then, you know, okay, now obviously, you know, you're big on social media, so am I. Um, But, you know, as we're starting to see, there's certain people like, I'm not going to mention any names, crypto guys, um, you know, they'll send you a... A friend requests and all of a sudden they're pitching you with like 30 seconds. Yeah. So tell us about, you know, building relationships on social media in personal life and also in business. Now building relationships, that's extremely important. And I say that because for me, like 90% of my business is referrals. Uh, so it's important to me that I am making good quality connections because I know that's where my next lead comes from. Uh, So I'll reach out to people. I'll talk to people randomly. I'll say, you know, ask about people's businesses uh, just to get a better understanding for them. And I'll be like, hey, this is what I do. I do graphic design. If you know somebody who needs it, great. I'm here for you. Uh, And that's how I just I just start a conversation to get my name out there, but also to get an understanding of who they are uh, so we can refer each other. Now, I'm a big Kennedy guy, Um, especially, you know, when you made that birthday card for my wife and my wife absolutely loved it. So if anybody's ever looking for uh, for graphic design, your name is the one that I always throw out because I I love the work that you do. So, you. you know, talk to us about how do we um, get in touch with you? What you have going on now? So talk to us a little bit about what you're doing. And if we want to get use your services, how do we find you? 
Uh, well, if you want to get in contact with me, it's easy. You can call me, 832-451-8682. You can reach out to me on Messenger, LinkedIn, literally any avenue where you can contact me. Contact me because I make myself pretty available. Um, what I'm working on right now is building clientele that want a monthly service from me. Uh, well, what do I mean by that is just you get un unlimited graphic design services for one monthly fee. So that's what I'm working on to try to roll out. Um, you can hit me up on Facebook, Instagram at KPage Designs on both. Uh, and that's pretty much that's pretty much all I'm doing. Okay, so now last question that I ask everybody. Um, I love asking this question because I ask a thousand people and I get a thousand different answers. You know, we live in a we're still we live in a very crazy world. Still, we're still in COVID. Um, you know, we got a lot of parents that lost their jobs that are driving DoorDash just to put food in their kids' mouth. Mm -hmm. Had grandparents that were you know uh, homeschooling kids. So if I ask the average American to do something in seven days. Uh, they're pretty much never going to get to it. But if I ask somebody to take an actionable step in the next 24 hours, they're more likely. Um, so if somebody is struggling with their business, what is something they can do in the next 24 hours to start to get some help? Reach out to someone. Uh, a lot of people, when they don't know anything, that for some reason, sometimes they don't go to the expert. And I use quotation marks for that. But ask somebody, get a mentor, find somebody that will help guide you through what you're going through, somebody that's already been in your shoes. So don't be afraid to ask for help because in business, you, you need help. So find the people who have been where you're at and help them so they can guide you along the way. Okay, now I don't, uh, that's usually the, the last question that I ask everybody, but there's certain people that. Um, I asked one more question and I, and, and you're like, you're one of those people. Um, you know, I, they say that if, if you don't feel close to God, you're the one that moved, you know, that he's always there for you. He's, he's, he's always, you know, he's the same yesterday and today and tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So if somebody is struggling with their faith out there, what is something they can do in the next 24 hours to get closer to him? If you are struggling with your faith, you know, because I struggled with my faith at one point because some things happened to me in my life and I just didn't understand. Um, and I found what I did was get closer to the source. So I, I got back into church. I got back into my Bible. Uh, I got back to getting myself back to God because I felt so far away. So that's what I can say to you. Get get into prayer. Think about fasting to get yourself just realigned and back on track trying to seek out God's love. I love it. My brother, I'm so grateful, um, you know, that we finally connected. I know we've been going back and forth when we're going to connect and all yeah. stuff, you know, playing phone tag. But I'm so grateful for you. This is going to go out uh, at the uh, end of next season. Um, so, and, and of course it's going to get promoted everywhere. So guys, if you're looking for graphic design, you know, if you're looking even just like for logos, if you're looking for cards, Kennedy does it all, you know, just check them out. I want to thank our sponsors once again, Jason Lane Curtis. If you guys love energy drinks without the crash and no sugar, 
definitely check out Jason Lane Curtis of Bonvera. Kennedy, have an amazing week. I know you're going to crush it. And um, I'm just so great, so glad that you decided to hang out. And uh, thank you for being a friend. Thank you for having me. And I really appreciate you. All right, brother. Well, God bless and have an amazing week. Yes, sir. You too. All right, brother. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us today. Please hit subscribe and share. Please feel free to leave us a comment.